Here's the hard part. There will be repercussions from saying no, and you need to be willing to absorb the repercussions of enforcing your priorities when they don't match other people's, including your families, including your friends, and including your employer. And that's probably the ultimate act of agency and the ultimate act of self-responsibility. I have told myself this is more important than that, and now I need to act in accordance with my values. Hello and welcome to the Optimal Agency Podcast. My name is Patrick Cummings. I am joined as always by John Gilson. Together with you, we are exploring the ideas of agency, diving deep to discover a set of guidelines on how each of us can best operate in the day-to-day to maximize our personal autonomy, professional freedom, and ultimately our positive impact on the world. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. Hello, how are you, Mr. Gilson? I'm in a lot of 90s feeling states. So I'm rad, I am pumped, and I'm stoked. Amazing. Everyone's so I listen to I use Spotify as my primary listening service and they have something called Spotify DJ which is just AI and every once in a while it's like we're going to throw it back to the the 1990s or the 2000s and it just give me like 30 minutes of music I haven't listened to in 10 years and it's amazing. Yeah. I'm so happy about it. And and that I've listened to this week. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Uh, every other week on the show, we talk through a question sent to us by a listener. That's what we've got this time around. We've got a question from Megan. And then every other week, we've got a longer discussion on how we can own our lives by becoming optimal agents. If you would like to get a question into a future episode, we would surely love to read it. The best way to do so, optimalagency.co slash questions. Uh, or you can simply respond to any one of our weekly newsletters, which we send out on Tuesdays. You can get to that at optimalagency.co slash newsletter. Either one, we welcome and we thank you in advance for all your wonderful questions. This one is from Megan. A little bit of context for Megan. She's 35 years old, works as a nurse practitioner in a very busy, busy intensive care unit. She says, my professional role consists of 50% clinical ICU work, 50% management, uh, management work as the director of my team. As a person outside of my career, I've got two young kids, a great husband, lead an active lifestyle, and have a well-rounded social circle. A little bit of context. Here's what her question is. She says, my question as it pertains to time is how the heck does anyone get it all done? I don't mean this in a self-deprecating way. Like I, I, like I secretly am doing Pinterest worthy crafts with my kids while posting Instagram photos that could be confused for home renovation magazine spreads. I truly mean it. I feel like in many facets of my life, even doing the basic minimum requirement, uh, the basic minimum standard requires so much time. Stay up to date with the low, uh, on the latest clinical pr- uh, practices. So you're a competent medical provider time, stay organized in your management role, more time, spend enough FaceTime with your colleagues, time, get your kids dressed and out the door every morning. I feel that time, give kids at least a little bit of undivided attention once in a while time, exercise at the basic level to stave off diabetes and heart disease, three hours per week minimum, plan meals, grocery shop, cook, spend time with your spouse so they know you don't hate them. Remember to meal prep and drink water and call your parents. Don't forget to relax. Make sure your home is at least not a health hazard. Time, time. I want to hang out with Megan. Uh, I never feel like I have enough of it. And yet I'm also, I also don't feel like I'm over prioritizing anything. So I love this question. I feel this question. uh, And I'm excited to have this chat with you. I think we've got a couple frameworks we want to work through uh, and then some tactics uh, to build upon those frameworks. So framework one, is something you, you've come up with. Uh, three steps, articulate priorities, communicate those priorities, and defend those priorities. What does that mean? Yeah, and let me back up for just a second. Megan doesn't have time to hang out with you, Patrick. 
Uh, <laughs> All right. After this episode, we will have the solutions and she and I can hang out. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Megan, you're, you're in a high impact career. You're helping a lot of people. Thank you. Uh, and it sounds like a little bit of overwhelm, like, hey, there's too, ma- too much stuff and not enough hours. And so that first framework is one of prioritization of articulating what matters to you and then communicating what matters to you and then defining defending what matters to you. So let's start with articulation. So we talked about your job uh, through the core requirements, the managerial requirements and the performance requirements through professional development, through your relationship with your colleagues. Uh, We're talking about your family, your duties to keep everyone fed, clothed, alive and connected uh, through love, through caring, uh, through being a family unit. And then we talk about yourself. Uh, You need to exercise. You need to eat right. You need leisure and you need friendship and connection. So how do you make job, family, and self all fit together? Well, the first thing is to articulate, those are things that matter to me, okay? And you need to be precise here. So what matters to you, okay? So one, what matters to me might be outstanding performance at my job. Second, what matters to me might be making sure that I connect with my children and my spouse. Number three, that might say, hey, this matters to me is making sure that I'm putting my own oxygen mask on, that I'm exercising, that I'm hydrating, that I'm eating right, and that I'm taking time with my friends. Simply writing out that list. Thank you for the list, Megan. By the way, you've pretty much nailed it. (laughs) And so what you now need to do is articulate each of those items as an action. What is connecting with my children? What does that look like? Right. And then once you've articulated each of those, you need to communicate them. It's not enough for you to have priorities somewhere in your head. There's this tremendous power in writing them down first and then to share them with other people, share them Mm. with your colleagues, share them with your spouse. It's okay to tell the men and women who work beside you in that ICU that your family is important to you. It's okay and you need to do it. And so by communicating it and communicating it in ideally the order that it matters to you. You know, we can think about that old trope, the family, God, country, like literally Mm -hmm. that was, that was meant to drive action to tell you what matters most. So Megan, what matters most? Is it self? Is it job? Is it family? Okay. So you need to articulate those and you need to articulate those uncomfortable truths first to yourself and then to other people. So what do you get when you do? You get the right to do the third part of this framework, which is defend them, which means that when your shift is over and they say, can you stay for another three hours? You get to say, no, I've told you I need to connect with my kids. I'm on my way home to do that Mm -hmm. because you already know what the priority is. And so articulate, communicate, and then defend. And you need to kind of be tiger mom and tiger self in defending those priorities, not only your family from your job, but yourself from your family, right? Mm -hmm. So there's, there's often this sense that my spouse and my kids must take any remaining time I have that isn't dedicated to my job. But what happens there is resentment because if you're not taking care of your own needs, your own self, right? You're going to start to resent those kids and you start to resent that spouse. And that's not where you want to be, where you're better off saying, guys, when mom gets home from work, we're going to connect for an hour. We're going to talk about our days and then we're going to exercise. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And that's important to me. And here's why it's important. So you find in that communication, that defense and that articulation, a lot of saying why. But if you can tell other people why something matters to you, it also helps reinforce why it matters to you. Mm-hmm. And if it reinforces why it matters to you routinely, you're going to have an easier, easier time of saying this is a non-negotiable boundary driven priority for me. Okay? So um, that's the first framework. Got it. One question about that. We've joked before about priority. The word actually, you're, you're, on, you're only supposed to have one, but of course we all have multiple priorities. But yeah, and you, you listed out job, family, self, which I think is a really simple way to look at that. Are you, would you advise like, okay, those are the three macro priorities. And then maybe there's one or two things in each one of those that we want to be able to articulate, that we want to be able to communicate, and then that we want to be able to defend. Is that a good place to start for folks who maybe haven't sat down and wrote like, okay, what are my actual priorities? Okay, cool. Job, family, self. That's a good place to start. At least it feels like it. Mm -hmm. So more specificity is better than less, but at some point too much specificity is a problem. Mm -hmm. Right? So what what I'm actually encouraging you do is stack rank things Mm. because it's not hard to decide what's important when it's not hard to do what's important. But implicit in Megan's question is it's hard to do all of these things. And so you have to stack rank them so that when it comes to, I have to decide, mm-hmm. you have a rubric for making that decision. So let's say you decide family, self, job, or self, family, job, which is actually what mm-hmm. I would encourage. You do self, family, mm-hmm. job as your hierarchy, but you know, to each their own. What you need to then do is say, well- If one of my duties to my family involves actively not taking care of myself, I'm not going to do it. I'm going Mm -hmm. to say, I'm sorry, son, daughter. I can't do that. I need to X, Y, Z, right? I need to hydrate. And I don't know why you Mm -hmm. couldn't drink water and take care of your family at the same time, but you get the idea. And so, yeah, priorities should be singular, ideally. I think that's more applicable in your job. Yeah. frankly, and saying, what's the one thing I could do here that really, really matters? But I think you could do the same for you know family and self. What's the one thing I could do here that really, really matters? I, you have my permission to set a priority in each category, certainly. But the more important thing is that you know how to use that rubric when conflict arises. Mm-hmm. Take that. Okay. So that was framework one, articulate priorities, communicate them, defend them. And then there's a follow on uh, follow along framework of intention plan, and then become turn into a routine. So let's break that one down. Yeah. I think we have a lot of good intentions. I think almost everybody says, I want to take care of my family. I want to be great at my job. I want to take care of myself. But that intention in and of itself isn't useful if it doesn't get out of your head and into your calendar. And so we take that intention and that that parallels articulation of your priorities. So we take that intention and we actually need to plan now. I need you to take each of those items that you say is important to you and literally put it on your calendar. I want it in there in a plan so that we can learn all kinds of things. Does this fit? Will I, and here's the beautiful thing. If you run your life based on a calendar, it's very easy to then say, I know I'm taking care of this. I'm not going to be taking care of it for 10 days, but on day 10, there it is. I'm going to call mom and dad, Mm -hmm. 
right? Mm -hmm. I know it's there. And so I need you to get out of the world of inattention into the world of planning so that you can then get into the world of action. Now, I find the best way to be able to fit everything in is to literally have a routine on that calendar, right? I don't want to be going into that calendar every week and going, where can I fit a workout? Where can I fit a call to mom and dad? Where can I fit connection time with the kids? Where can I fit some time to read the latest clinical findings? No. If you're doing that, it's broken. What I want to do is have the same things happen each week at the same times. Now, I realize you're probably on shift work as an ICU, but there's probably some predictability to that shift work. A routine doesn't have to fit in a week. It can fit in 10 days or 14 days or a month. But I want things to repeat so that you get used to doing them all and you know they've all been captured. So I think Mm -hmm. it's a good place for us to start talking about what are the tactics What are the tactics that actually get us from intention to plan to routine? Awesome. And we've got four tactics. Number one, uh, figure out the minimum effective dose. Number two, focus on calendar or calendar and focus. Number three, combinations and four, this or that. So let's do that first one first, minimal effective dose. Yeah. So the minimum effective dose, you might take something like, I need to engage in catching up on the latest clinical findings. Well, how often do the latest clinical findings become the latest clinical findings? I'm guessing you don't have to catch up with that every day. In other words, you're not going to offer better or worse care to the people in the ICU based on whether you read today's journal article. So I might suggest the minimum effective dose of that might be monthly or even quarterly. And therefore, Mm -hmm. you just need to take the time to review those things in a block on a quarterly basis. And so that minimum effective dose becomes a calendar appointment and the last week of every quarter to do a review of the literature, right? Or to go over the JAMA newsletter or the Lancet newsletter or whatever it is you're subscribed to. The minimum effective dose of connecting with your kid might be daily. And so you might decide that depending on your shift being early or late, you're going to connect with the kids before the shift, or you're going to connect with the kids after the shift, or you're going to find a way to involve connection in the act of getting them ready for school. And this is where creativity comes in, but you want to decide first, what's the minimum effective dose. And literally you want to, if it's that important, put it on the calendar. That's what I'm doing then. Uh, so minimum effective doses for the thing, then I think this is where a lot of overwhelm comes from. You say, I've got to do mm-hmm. all these things. You do. Yep. But if you don't know how long you need to do them or how often you need to do them or when you're going to do them, you get overwhelmed. But as soon as the opposite is true, I know what I need to do. I know when I need to do it. I know it fits and I know I can do it when it comes up. You're good to go. You're not going to feel that sense of of overwhelm. And hopefully you're going to get those Pinterest worthy crafts done uh, with the kids. So we start with that minimum effective dose. Well, then calendar and focus. And I want to, I want to, that's calendar and focus. And the hard part of that is not putting things on a calendar and making Mm -hmm. them fit. It's actually focusing on doing the thing you're supposed to be doing when you're supposed to be doing it. I think this was a superpower in productivity and in getting all things done that matter to you. It's about having the ability to do just that one thing for that period of time, starting when that time starts and ending when that time stops. And so you've got this plan with minimum effective doses to 
engage in leisure, friendship, connection, exercise, nutrition, the kids. Uh, and I love this. Make sure your, your husband knows or your spouse mm-hmm. knows that you don't, you don't hate, hate them. them. I love <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, Not that you love them, just that you, just you that you don't you. hate them. Like that, <laughs> that talk about a minimum effective dose, right? <laughs> right. So, uh, <laughs> does it fit? Okay. Does it fit? If you put all this stuff on the calendar for the amount of time you want to dedicate to it on the frequency you want, does it fit? Right. If not, you may have to go back and change some minimum effective doses to the less important things. But once it fits, it's all about focus. Mm -hmm. I do what I'm supposed to do when I'm supposed to do it. The feeling of control, autonomy, and efficacy that comes from that is tremendous. This popped up for me to spend Wednesday night with my friends. We had a plan. I connected with everybody. We did it. I knew my spouse was home to take care of the kids. I knew the kids had a great time because my spouse said, hey, I need you to take the load on this one. Plan some games and actually engage with these. If I come home and you're on Netflix, you're all fired. <laughs> right? And and go out with your friends. And if you do that, you're going to find that you said, I did it. I did it. I got my intention of friendship and connection out into the world, and I'm going to do it again in a month or a week or whatever you decide the minimum effective dose is. And I actually, that's the only thing I did. I didn't look Mm -hmm. at my phone to see if my colleagues had texted me. I didn't check email from work. I wasn't reading JAMA articles. I wasn't trying to connect with my spouse when I was supposed to be connecting with my friends. Mm -hmm. Do the thing you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it. And so if you do those two things, we get to the next thing, which is, okay, John, cool, but there's still too much. I need some hacks. Okay. I've got Mm -hmm. the minimum effective dose. I've committed to focusing on the thing on my calendar and it's actually on my calendar. I love the idea of combining. Okay. There are some things that lend themselves really well to combinations. You need to get a minimum of three hours of exercise a week. That's a lot of exercise. And mm-hmm. yeah, okay, that's a minimum effective dose. Can you do it with your spouse? Can you do mm-hmm. it with your friends? Can you do it with the kids? Can you model a strong life behavior at the same time that you're taking care of yourself? So I like to think of these as two first, right? How do I get them both done? And I, one of the, the best opportunities for twofers in my own life have occurred when there were some logistical tasks that had to be done and I could either do them or I could do them with somebody else. So uh, we burn wood for uh, part of our heat here. Mm-hmm. What is it? We, it's an occasion when we go cut down a tree, bucket and split it. We do it as mm-hmm. a family. I do it with Annie. I do it with Annie's dad. We laugh, we joke, we cut down trees and we got the heat done. Right? Can you yeah. make cleaning your house something that you do with your spouse and it's fun? You can if you bring that intention to it. And I think what we often do is we think of exercise as a serious job and we think about <laughs> cleaning our house as a serious job. And so there's no yeah. opportunity for that to be leisure, but I think it can be. And in fact, mm-hmm. I know it can be if you, if you treat it as such. And so what are those other combinations? Well, uh, Cook together, clean together, Mm -hmm. exercise together, whether that's friends, whether that's family, call your parents together, try, try the zoom call, right? Have all your siblings pour in and all the grandkids poured in. And instead of it being mom asks me how my week went, mom gets this cacophony of look at the family that you built, Mm -hmm. mom, right? And Mm -hmm. so I think there are these opportunities for combinations. And the last one, the last tactic that we're going to give you here is this or that. And we talked about this. So if your priorities are stack rank and you know what they are, 
Okay. Let's say their self family job. Let's say that you've got, you've delved into that a little bit further to say, here are the self priorities. Here's the number one. Here's the number one family priority. Here's the number one job priority. What that gives you again is this filter for when things go wrong. Right. So when they call and say, I need you to work an extra shift in the ICU, you can say, right. Hey, that is not on my personal list of priorities. Now, here's the hard part. There will be repercussions from saying no. Mm-hmm. And you need to be willing to absorb the repercussions of enforcing your priorities when they don't match other people's, including your families, including your friends, and including your employer. And that's probably the ultimate act of agency and the ultimate act of self-responsibility. I have told myself this is more important than that. And now I need to act in accordance with my values. And Pat, if I can jump off the the train here just slightly. (laughs) I believe that unhappiness is often the root of not acting in accordance with our own values. It's a failure to articulate our own values and then live by them. That's what unhappiness is in my mind. That's what a lack of life satisfaction is. You want to feel crappy? Think one thing and do another. That's a great way to feel like shit. And so if you want to truly achieve the life that you want, you are responsible for articulating what that life is, but then you're really responsible for living it. Defending it and then living it. I love that. All right, Megan, hopefully that was helpful. Hopefully that allows you to get all of these things done uh, and be happy with all of it. If you'd like to get a question into a future episode, optimalagency.co slash questions. We would love to read it and we would love, love, love to get it into a future episode. Speaking of, John and I will be back next week for a new episode of Optimal Agency.